Hello and welcome to the Analysis Mason podcast. My name is Tom Rebeck and I'm a partner in our research division. I'm here with Michelle McKenzie, who leads our IoT research. Today, we're going to talk about IoT disruptors and their impact on mobile operators based on a recently published article, and we'll publish a link to the article in the show notes. So first of all, Michelle, let's just talk about what we mean by an IoT disruptor. IoT connectivity disruptors, um, they're alternative IoT connectivity providers to mobile network operators. And they may be resellers, so reselling a mobile network operator's services. They may be MVNOs, so they have some of their own infrastructure. Uh, And many of these companies are are often startups or they're companies from other areas of the value chain, such as uh, module providers, for example. And the IoT connectivity disruptors, many of them are backed by private equity and venture capital investors. Um, And these sort of companies are often prepared to take more risk uh, to deliver revenue growth than some of their operator counterparts. Okay, good. So let's go into that in a bit more detail. So in the article, you say how they can be more aggressive than the mobile operators mobile operators themselves. So so just talk a bit more about who these disruptors are and what they're doing to be disruptive. The disruptors are more likely than, than operators to invest in new projects that could significantly increase their revenue. Um, and that there are different types of disruptors. So some of them are, um, if you like, uh, specialist companies. So they may be targeting uh, one particular Uh, type of service. So for example, CSL Group is a disruptor that's targeting the security sector with connectivity services. They may be companies such as Sierra Wireless and Telet. So their their core business has has traditionally been about selling modules, but they're starting to sell connectivity and services uh, to add more value to their customers. And then there are some, you know, really players that are, are now quite large, like uh, Core, and Core Wireless is um, a player that has been around for over a decade, um, initially focused on IoT connectivity, but now moving into new areas to provide services in healthcare, for example, or logistics. Let's just talk a bit about, about um, why they're being more aggressive. So I think you mentioned uh, a few minutes ago how they're ba- some of them are backed by private equity, venture capital, um, they may have more uh, higher targets. They may be willing to go a bit quicker than some of the mobile operators. So maybe talk about some of those and what they're doing. Yeah, that's right. So um, you know, obviously these these companies have grown um, organically, but they're also um, a lot more aggressive about um, acquiring companies to to acquire new capabilities uh, and new services. So, for example, we we've seen. Um, th- in the course of our research, we've, we've covered um, a, a growing number of companies that have grown through acquisition. Uh, I mentioned CSL Group earlier. Uh, they've made acquisitions both in terms of uh, to extend their, their technical capabilities, but also their geographical presence. Um, Core is a very good example. They made uh, acquisitions quite early on to expand their geographic presence in in the United States to to be able to offer connectivity in more areas. But um, in recent years, they've also acquired uh, new capabilities. So they they acquired a company called Integron, for example, which has allowed them to target the healthcare sector 
uh, with services that are, are very much um, designed for, for healthcare and take into account regulatory compliance, for example. And then companies such as Sierra Wireless and Telit, they've also grown um, their, their capabilities as well as, well as their geographic presence um, by, by acquiring companies um, in new geographies and so on. I think it's also worth talking about because some of these are raised really large rounds of, of, of funding or they've been acquired for very high, very high multiples. So thinking of, um, say, Wireless Logic, um, there's been they've been involved in a number of tra- they've been bought out for reportedly very high, very high valuation. And then since then, they've been making a number of acquisitions. Um, there's also some other um, uh, disruptors like Hologram that's raised. I think it was 65 million, 65 million dollars. Um, what was the other one? Uh, Once has also raised what was it a fifty million a fifty million dollar round. Um, so I, I think this probably changes the equation as well, doesn't it? Because they they they've got venture capital, private equity behind them. Um, they're more flex. They're smaller, typically smaller, more flexible than the mobile operators themselves. And now they're backed by this this significant amount of funding, um, and so they're likely to be in a position to do things that the mobile operators themselves wouldn't wouldn't do. Yeah, that's right. And some of these venture capital and private equity companies, they're they're prepared to take a higher level of risk for for greater rewards. And they may not expect every investment to be successful, but the investments are successful. Um, You know, they expect those to more than compensate for those that do underperform. Yeah. And that that really means that they're going to push these the companies that they have an investment in, they're going to push them harder than a, a mobile operator is typically going to push its own IoT division because it's less scared of failure, I guess. Yes, yeah, exactly. Um, so th- then, thinking about what this means for the mobile operators, um, how can they how can they respond? Well, uh, you know, as you've said, um, mobile operators have you know traditionally been less likely to take take risks um, uh, uh, to grow their IoT revenue, and they've depended more on organic growth. Um, now. It, you know, we think that there's an opportunity for for operators to benefit benefit more from their partnerships with IoT connectivity disruptors. Um, indeed, we've seen some operators resell some of the services that connectivity disruptors are are building. Um, we've seen that, for example, in specific verticals such as in security. Operators can can also uh, use these um, disruptors, and they are uh, using these disruptors as a channel to market. And we're seeing them use them for some of their newer services as well. So Vodafone, for example, is working with Wireless Logic. Wireless Logic is reselling Vodafone's Edge solution. Uh, so you know, very much a, a new service. Uh, disruptors can be a very useful channel to market for for some of these new products. Yeah, and I guess the other thing that we, worth mentioning is just the operators that have taken a stake in some of these smaller players as well. So uh, Telefonica has a stake in, is it Monogoto? Um, SI um, uh, has also got investment. Uh, uh, Telus. From, yeah. it's, is it from yes. Telus in Canada? Um, and in the latest round, once had in, uh, further investment from Deutsche Telekom, but also from SoftBank as yes. well. Yes. Yeah. So another way of them uh, participating in the possible growth in some of these these smaller disruptors. Okay, thank you for that, Michelle. So, the, as I say, we'll put a link to this article in the on the on, on in the show notes, um, and there's plenty more content on IoT on our on our website. To automatically receive future episodes, please subscribe to the Analysis Mason podcast. Thank you for listening. <laughs>